Well, everybody has a different viewpoint, right? So I have my own myopic maybe view, but they are the kind of leader you want to follow. You know, they're the kind of leader that's trying to make other leaders and not trying to make other followers. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, and in these episodes, you'll hear Sangram interview incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to the Flip My Funnel episode. This this podcast, it's been over 300 episodes now, and I think it was my fault that I did not have one of my very close friends, Dwayne Cummings, on this <laughs> podcast because and we talk about it all the time. He is, is such an inspiration to me. I remember he was the is a CEO of LeaderCast. And at that time, his title literally said, I wrote it down, and it has been a constant inspiration for me. It says CEO of LeaderCast. What it meant was constantly elevating others. CEO, constantly elevating others. And to me, that is 100% what I've known uh, Dwayne around. And so uh, amazing author, advisor, advocate, personal friend, incredible writer of many books, traveler of the world. Like, I don't know how many more objectives I need to add to it, but Nine. Dwayne, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sanger, man. It's awesome to be here. I'm humbled. It's a privilege. So, congratulations on all the success. The podcast is awesome. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's been really fun to just have great conversations and learn and leave people hopefully with something that they would take and, and make do something about it. So, you know, I love to start with a fun fact. Okay, fun fact. I think there are like 160 something countries in the US, depending on who got freedom. And I've visited over 80 of them. So I'm over halfway through visiting all the countries on the planet. How about that? Wow, that is a crazy fun fact. And what took you to all these places? Like mostly uh, personal travel or business? It, there's really no difference. You know, my life. I mean, personal and family and friends and charity and Sometimes it's just business, but no, we, we just love to go and explore and see new cultures and new places. And, and when we go someplace like Europe's easy to visit three or four countries at a time, you know, some other places, Russia. Yeah. You're not going to many countries except for Russia. Like when you get there, but yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is so true. Just fortunate. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, man. So what, what is one of the latest projects or initiatives you're working on before we get dive into the topic? Well, we, when you say projects, uh, I, we do some nonprofit stuff. My wife's on the board of a nonprofit. So we're getting ready to go back to Africa in a couple of months and work with her nonprofit, Soho. It's sports and basketball season. And I'm really blessed to have some close relationships with uh, teams, university, pro teams, et cetera. So I get to go around and hang out in the locker rooms and talk to teams and then writing, doing a lot of writing. Yeah, you do a lot. So, so one of the things, the series that you have is the sensational series as we're talking about, right? And, and you started with this sensational sales leader. And as you were sharing with me, like they're like parables, they're like stories of people and it's fun. So I need to go and order a whole bunch of them because I wanted to, and the one that you're working on right now is this sensational uh, leader series. Let's talk about that. What is a sensational leader? Well, everybody has a different viewpoint, right? So I have my own myopic maybe view, but they are the kind of leader you want to follow. You know, they're the kind of leader that's trying to make other leaders and not trying to make other followers. In, in this social media world we have right now, everybody wants 10,000 Twitter followers, 100,000 Twitter followers. They want more people to follow them. And I think the essence of this whole book is 
really to help people learn to be a leader that creates other leaders, that empowers or liberates other people. So, yeah, I love that. And, you know, as when you were CEO of LeaderCast, you had all these incredible speakers come in. I think that's how we met. I, I remember sure. I literally tweeted at you right after that, that event. And I said, man, this is really cool. I want to meet you. And then you responded to, to my message as a thank you. And we just met and it was really fun just meeting you at LeaderCast and knowing you, you obviously have been around all these incredible speakers and leaders that, that, that you bring to, to that stage for that many years. And then obviously around the world, what is it about those speakers, those leaders, or is there anything that's different about them that makes them really, really good speakers? It's really interesting because I, I do think that great leaders need to be good communicators because otherwise they're not going to get their vision across. They can't mobilize and get people to get on a common theme. So yeah, I was around amazing leaders at all different levels and they did happen to be good orators, good communicators. It's not necessarily a prerequisite. It doesn't keep you from it, but it sure makes it more difficult because then you'd have to have somebody else that can convey what you're doing. And yeah, the book has been pretty interesting because although they're parables, I tap into the real people that I've known and met and got to hang out with. And so I'm kind of taking their lessons that they taught and offering them up to the world. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Are there any examples that you could share that you're going to be having in this book? Sure, there's a lot. So one of my good friends is a guy named Kenny Thomas. He was uh, one of the real soldiers in Mogadishu and Black Hawk Down. So if you ever watched the movie Black Hawk Down, he's one of those guys. And he's also a singer-songwriter. I think he's in this movie, Sweet Home Alabama, et cetera. But um, we did a project where he was using the military framework to teach leadership. So a whole bunch of people would go out to Wyoming and you act like a soldier for three and a half days. And one of the things that is a huge, huge principle for him is leaders are there to serve the people that are around them, right? It's all about service. And we all serve somebody. So for him, it's about service. It's about helping the next person. It's not about do what I say. Where you would think the military is truly about orders and do what I say, but he's one of the top soldiers in our country's history. And, you know, it's about service for him. So teaching lessons of servant leadership, you know, there, there was a lesson from LeaderCast actually that is in the book that it's a phrase that we use there. We use it a lot of the companies, but it's called what an opportunity. And so, mm. so at LeaderCast, we actually had a couple challenges at times, whether it was with software or, you know, when you migrate data and you lose some data and people are freaking out or whatever, all of our team there just got this mentality of what an opportunity right? It's an opportunity to show how good you are. It's an opportunity to reconnect with clients. It's an opportunity to go back in and learn your craft or what you're doing. And, and so those kind of mind shifts as a leader, even if they sound cliche in our tagline, they will make the difference. I mean, when the fire starts and somebody's yeah. screaming and running and somebody else says, what an opportunity for us to show, you know, our teamwork, our skills, big difference maker. So there's those kind of things in the book. I love that, man. I think that's, uh, that literally aligns with, like, I remember um, Andy Stanley's, when I was listening to one of his podcasts, he would say, whenever somebody comes up with a new idea, instead of asking the question, how, ask the question or, or say, instead of saying how, because it literally kills the idea, right? It kills because all of a sudden you get into the mode of like, how are you going to do it? And is it really good and stuff? Just say, wow. That's a great idea. And, and then really start thinking about the, even just the use of what words have such an incredible power uh, yeah. in all of it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's how we communicate. That's why I think leaders have to be able to communicate well, because even sometimes what you don't say, you know, if, mm-hmm. if somebody comes up with a great idea and you pause and you have silence because you're a thinker and you're internalizing it, you might just in that moment, you might squelch their enthusiasm and then they might hold other things back that they were going to offer up. So, yeah, Andy Stanley, I mean, that's why he kicks it off every year at the main event for I think it's going on 10 years now. It's a fantastic communicator. He makes things very simple yeah. and actionable. Right. So his tips are incredible. If you yeah. sat in a meeting now and instead of saying, oh, well, what about this on that idea? Is this going to work or do we have enough people or whatever? If you just hushed and said, awesome, wow, and cheer people on, I mean, productivity would probably go through the roof in most companies. That is so true. And I, I literally do apply. And the other thing around that, the leadership and communication, because I think that is a big idea for sure, is I'm able to remember that, right? Like you talking about communication, it is so memorable and so repeatable that I think I've shared that on this podcast with other people, implemented it to your point and and seen the response that other person's eyes and face and their energy is like, they're like 10 times, they're more happy. Like, doesn't matter if you end up doing that project or not. At that very moment, their enthusiasm around that is what needs to be celebrated. So that how to wow is is a big shift. Yeah, they, they they were valued right? Everybody wants to be valued. Everybody wants to know that they're being listened to. And so, you know, we create battle cries. They've been good for as long as man's been walking the earth, battle cries of charge or whatever it is. And so his from how to wow is a battle cry, right? So if everybody gets behind a battle cry and they start thinking that way, then you can shift the execution of the culture in a company. So, you know, what an opportunity is just a battle cry, you know? From how to wow is just a battle cry, but you know, it's always funny too. You usually get those in threes, right? So they're three word battle cry, like Nike, just do it right. Or whatever. Yeah. I love that. You know, for us at Terminus, we have one team, one team became our battle cry, our, our way of looking at things. Whenever there's a conflict, we're like, well, it's one team. Let's just figure out whenever a customer needs something, it is not that sales needs to handle it or marketing needs to handle it. No, it's one team. Whoever got the problem, they need to make sure the problem is resolved and they need to go and do any and everything that needs to happen. So one team really became our a way of communicating, the way of handling conflicts, the way of making everybody feel. And it rose all the way up to core value. Even before we knew it, it was our core value. And then we just said, okay, this is our core values. And everybody's like, of course it is our core value. It's so funny. Yes, because what you defend, right? What you value is what you'll defend. So if you value money, you'll put it in a safe and you'll defend it. And there you value that team, a spirit of core and that camaraderie. And it, and it comes out in all your actions. So the words did become, they came to fruition, right? Self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy. And, and that's, that's cool. Fantastic. All right. So, so on this idea of sensational leader, what are like, you know, I, I love the idea of like make others leaders. Are there things that, that you could share saying that, you know what, here's one or two or three incredible characteristics you must have. Like you said, well, communication is important, but that's not the, the only thing they need. Like now that would be a really good thing. If you're a good communicator, then you can do vision casting and make sure that people follow through and understand that's great. If not, you need to have somebody else. Uh, but it's not the must have. It's like a lot of great leaders are actually introverts, right? They're, they're not out there talking to the world uh, and, and, and making big noise. They actually are is sitting and making really good decisions, working with people, truly caring about them. And most people don't even know other than the people that are surrounding them. And there's incredible loyalty and all that stuff. So 
are there characteristics, maybe one or two or three that you feel like, man, these are the characteristics of sensational leaders? Yeah, personally, you kind of hit on it one by you saying one team at Terminus, because I believe that sensational leaders are very inclusive versus exclusive, right? So you go to some companies and the CEO has the corner office and they got their own washroom and you can't get past a certain floor and you can't, you laugh. But I remember when you came to visit LeaderCast and I was like, hey man, I'm sorry, we're going to meet in a front conference room. And you're, you kind of looked at me funny. I said, I don't have an office. You were like, what? I don't have an office either. And yeah. I was like, exactly, dude. We don't, you know, I, I don't need an office because that, yes, yeah, certain places you have to have it, but it, it gives an exclusive, like you don't belong here mentality. And if you're going to truly live one team at Terminus, then people need to know you're inclusive, you're accessible. Every person's role is important. Every person. Some days they may be more called upon than other days, but everybody's role is important. And so I think inclusive versus exclusive is a very important trait. I think, you know, I I love to fall back on this word and some people probably think it's just like cliche, but I truly even dream about it. The fact that I think a great leader has to be empathetic. They have to have empathy mm. and, and not, and that's not sympathy. It, it gets confused sometimes for sympathy, but empathy is being able to put yourself in the other person's shoes, see it from their point of view, you know, and that's about awareness. So leader, great leaders, they got to be aware, self-aware. I don't know if you've ever been at a party and somebody's kind of hanging out and they keep bumping into other people or they spill something or They don't realize when somebody else walks up to join the conversation because they're so unaware, right? I don't think you could be a great leader and be unaware. You got to be aware and you got to be aware of everybody else's perspective. So when you're in that meeting, I know Andy Stanley pretty well, and I know he's a very acutely aware person. If he thought somebody's voice wasn't getting heard, he would know it and he would create an environment where they could, you know, share their idea. If he thought somebody was being shortchanged, he'd, he'd adjust. If he... If he saw somebody was uncomfortable about a topic, he would know how to handle it. So I think great leaders have to be acutely aware of themselves and their surroundings, right? I love that. that. Yeah, I I could go, you know, I could go on and I think your podcast isn't four hours long. So (laughs) although, (laughs) although I hear people take it over on Tuesdays, so you get four episodes. (laughs) Oh yeah, there, there are over... Over over 100 people who have responded who wants to do so. I'm literally sorting through it to figure out, well, what are these topics going to be? And it's incredible. Some of them are like, as like they're interviewing Guy Kawasaki. Someone is planning to interview Sheryl Sandberg. I'm like, I never thought those people would be on a podcast. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So that's another great trait of a leader. (laughs) Look, you're you're an awesome leader because what you did was, is you use the collective intelligence of everybody around you. Right. So great leaders, they don't think they have all the answers. They know they aren't supposed to give all the answers. I I love it when I come across a leader and I can kind of tell they're insecure, even they might have been in the business a long time and they feel like they have to have all the answers. They feel like because they have the title and get the check that they're supposed to solve every problem. And the really great leaders are the ones that know that's not the case. They're like, let's put this thing together and let's see what happens, because that group of people are going to come up with something way better than I would have come up on my own. So, yeah. Yes. So you're, you're, oh, 100%. you're practicing being a sensational leader, dude. You're literally. All right. I, I, maybe I get a. You, you get something. I'll find a t-shirt or something for you. Because <laughs> I, I know I got my Terminus socks. I, I, would, I would wear it. <laughs> you do. You do still have Terminus socks. I need to send you a new a branded one. So, yeah. cool. so you can see 
the no- amount of notes that I just took on this one, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk through maybe two or three big ideas here, and I would love for you to share a challenge for people in leadership roles. What is it that they should be thinking about or doing? Challenge themselves. So big ideas. I love this. Everybody is is you know trying to get more followers, but leaders actually make other people leaders. I love that. I think that is a really big idea is that it's not how many people follow you, but how many other people you're making leaders. It is a big mind, mind shift change. I love that. Hopefully people take that home. Communication is, is vitally important. I love the idea around serving, but the, the big areas where we really got, got a, you know, I got super excited about this, is this idea of when we start, started talking about, well, you know, like Andy Stanley was this, wow, instead of how, whenever he hears an idea and you share like, well, at LeaderCast, when you were leading that organization, you had what an opportunity, uh, another way to get people to think about not problems, but ways to handle it. And all that comes down to is that everybody wants to be valued. Mm-hmm. And, and if you create an environment that brings everybody together and feels like they're valued, no matter what level they are, the words matter, words have power. And as you use words, how you use it, positive, negative, it impacts the other person positively or negatively. So I, I really, Love that. The other part is like, well, leader is not someone who's just extrovert and out. There are different types, you know, but the one thing that you shared was that leaders are inclusive, mm-hmm. which means they're bringing other people in the fold to solve a problem, not telling them how to solve the problem, not telling them go do this, but actually inclusive, which is what gets them buy-in, which is what drives the organization forward. Uh, they need to be empathetic. And the last and really, really big is that you cannot be a sensational leader based on what I've heard from you. You cannot be a sensational leader unless you are amazingly self-aware because you have to know people around you and yourself. You have to be self-aware. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that note for myself. But those were some of the many that I'll add as a show wow. notes. What, it, it, was it a good re- recap? Did I miss anything? No, you, I, I think you did the whole show over again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're acutely aware. No, that's awesome, man. I didn't. I, I love taking notes. Yeah, I know. Uh, left handed. So, what is the one challenge? The Take one it. challenge. You know, I got challenged. I, I was thinking about that when you said it early because I was like, I, I got to have an answer, or else I'm going to look like a goof. I had a mentor once that challenged me when I took on my first leadership role. He said, "I'm going to challenge you to do something." I said, "Okay, it'll be easy." He said, "In every meeting you have for the next week, even one-on-one group meeting, staff meeting, whatever it is." be the last to talk. And I was like, what, you know, why is that so important? And he said, well, some people might think it's because you're the boss quote boss, right? That you have the final say, but that's not the reason at all. He said, when you speak early, other people might think you already have the idea that you want, or your mind is already made up. And so they won't even pitch things to you. They won't even bring things up in those meetings because they just don't think you're ready to listen. He said, just actively engage and listen, make notes you know, confirm, reaffirm. If you have a question, go ahead and ask it, but don't contribute anything until the end of the meeting. And then like you just did with your wrap up, go over everything so that the people in that meeting knew that you were actively listening, that you were engaged because then they will feel valued and you will have set the environment for them to always contribute. Because the worst thing you can have is a bunch of great people with great ideas that don't open their mouth. So I would challenge whoever is listening to just be the last to speak. Because what what typically people are thinking is, well, you're the boss, you should have the answer or you're going to lead this. Or, you know, you get in those meetings and everybody's sitting there waiting and then the, the CEO, whoever finally comes in and they, they start it off. Well, 
I learned to go, hey, you guys are smarter than I am. Go ahead and, you know, we have an agenda or whatever. Let's get it going. I'm, I'm all ears. Let's go. That was my phrase. I'm all ears. So that's the challenge. Yeah, I love that. Has it been? I love that. That's a good challenge that? for people in leadership roles because no, Has, no, not yet. Like, okay, good. I, I think most people would would talk about leadership and, and the people that I've had on leadership. I think majority has been about how you communicate or what you communicate, but not to communicate until you're ready to to hear everybody's input is a big one. So I think that's a phenomenal challenge. I'm going to practice it myself next week. Good. Yeah. What's interesting is your title already communicates for you. So you have to be careful, right? Yeah. Well, man, I love to see this smiling face, dude. I, we got we to gotta get back together soon. I'm coming to the A, so. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.